You may sit. Timothy, you'll need to do my slides for me. I'll kind of point it and leave it blank for now. In Christ's name, it is still Easter. I mentioned that in last week's devotional email, and since then I decided I'm going to start every sermon this season with that reminder. Maybe every sermon I shall preach with you. Indeed, it's important. Easter isn't just one day. It is a week of weeks on the calendar, seven weeks of Easter. This is the second Sunday of Easter, and it will continue. Indeed, every Sunday, the Lord's Day, the Day of Resurrection. Even during Lent, we began with the Easter greeting, omitting the Alleluia. And every day, dear friend, as you remember your baptism, you get up remembering Easter, that you've been buried with Christ by baptism into his death, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, you too walk in newness of life. Romans chapter 6. It is still Easter. And it's got to be because Easter is everything. I shared in the email what we teach in our uh, catechesis, fancy word for basic instruction in the Christian faith, that Christ's resurrection from the dead shows and proves and guarantees. We usually list four things. Number one, he is the Son of God. He is God. In Romans chapter 1, he was declared to be the Son of God by the resurrection from the dead. It shows that his word is true. And I cited John chapter 2. Jesus said, destroy this temple, his body, amen. And in three days I will raise it up. And he did, and indeed all. His word, therefore, is true. It shows that the sacrifice for sins was completed and accepted by his father. Remember that one for today. And finally, it shows that you too shall rise. Believers rise to glory with him. It was just in my devotions this morning, John chapter 14, because I live, Jesus said, you shall live also. And so we have, Timothy Advance, please, a sermon series, Easter Needs. There's even more. You're going to hear it. The time I have with you at least that Easter means inheritance, Easter means love, Easter means victory, Easter means obedience, Easter means eternity. All those come from the readings we have each week from John's first epistle. And let me highlight today's theme. You heard Penny read. The familiar words we use in our liturgy, too. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Go ahead, Timothy. Easter means forgiveness. And it, it's got to be first. Not only because I've found it first in the epistle from John. But it's also 
first in terms of importance, first in terms even of chronology. If you think about it, go back to Easter in your mind and in the Bible, and think about what Jesus shared immediately upon rising from the dead. I'm going to kind of highlight all four Gospels here. In Matthew 28, we have that unique reference in all the Gospels that Jesus met the women after the tomb. And he said to them two things at first. Greetings. Actually, that word in Greek means rejoice. <laughs> rejoice. Got joy. Where does that come from? Because the next thing he said, do not be afraid. I emphasized last Sunday on Easter Day the refrain all through Scripture, fear not, fear not, fear not. There it is from the mouth of Jesus himself. Fear not. Especially if you're not God. If you have repented of your sins, real repentance, not just being sad, but turning with real contrition from them to God for an answer, you're not. There is an answer in Jesus, guaranteed, risen from the dead. Luke's gospel has some of the same scene, I believe, most scholars do as we just heard in that unique way from John chapter 20. But there's others. First of all, Jesus appears in Luke 24 to some people. It never says to men, by the way. It could have been a man and his wife. On the road to Emmaus. And there he has a veil identity. They don't recognize and he asks them questions. But then when he breaks the bread, they recognize him. They say, we're not our hearts burning. There, there was a warmth and a fire in their hearts because of him. And then I think Luke's summary of the same scene, John relates, he appeared that Easter night to his disciples. And again, Luke records his first words, peace be to you. Peace, wholeness, and completeness. The Hebrew, shalom. No more warfare with God's sins, indeed, gone. And he goes on, in fact, to say that repentance and forgiveness of sins will be proclaimed in his name to all nations. That's the result of his resurrection, forgiveness. Mark also, we heard a skip it last Sunday, did have the women fearing, but I forgot to emphasize last week when the angel told them, do not be alarmed, it says in this translation. That's a different word for fear. That's terrified. And you don't have to be with God. You should be. I should be too in my sins, but no more. Indeed, our Gospel for today, John chapter 20. Not once, twice, three times Jesus emphasizes peace be with you, peace be with you, twice on Easter night, and then again to Thomas with all his turmoil and doubts, 
Peace be to you. Peace. And I would even include the previous scene in John chapter 20. John opens up again with a unique account of Jesus appearing outside the tomb to Mary Magdalene. She also does not recognize him at first. Until when? When he calls her by name. Mary. She turns and grabs him. One again with her Savior and with God. He calls you by name today too in your baptism. With his grace and forgiveness. That means, go ahead, Timothy. That means you have God with you. 1 John chapter 1, we heard again, it was just a few months ago, it was in our worship, the great prologue of the apostle. And you'll notice a number of times, and later in the gospel too, he emphasizes we have fellowship with God. Fellowship, sharing, communion. Go ahead, Timothy. We have a connection with God. Always and forever, because forgiveness sets aside sin and brings it into your life. In John chapter 20, next slide, Ken, the gift of the Holy Spirit emanates from Jesus. Did you notice that? He breathed on that and said, receive the Holy Spirit, and that Spirit would come and fall 50 days later, we're going to celebrate on a Sunday, Pentecost. But even now, Jesus is showing by His work, God is with you with all His power, peace, and purpose to serve. Indeed, the disciples were commissioned to forgive people their sins or at times not to forgive if people are unrepentant. But forgiveness would also be what they shared and they did on that Pentecost. Acts chapter 2. Peter, after preaching a great sermon that convicted people in their sin, his first words in response when they asked, what shall we do? Repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins. The forgiveness they receive from the resurrected Lord. So they should. And I pray you do too. Indeed, it's the most wondrous thing to have the gift of God's grace in your life. It means not only do you have God loving, and I often say liking you, He wants you around Him, but God not hesitating to give you every good gift that you need for this body and life and for eternity, every, every tool to serve and to spread His Word. It all starts with His grace and forgiveness. 
I share a story here that is quite personal, but only in summary. I'm not hesitant to tell you the details, not in a public setting like this, but if you ask or need to know. There was a time in my life, my last year of college, where I did something really, really wrong and sinful, and I hurt someone bad. And I was repentant. God worked in my heart of conviction, a real sorrow over sin, and I turned to God. Thank God my parents were there to assure me of God's forgiveness. My dad spoke in ways I'll use that some other time, perhaps, that I've never forgotten. And I received God's grace, but there was something more that God had in store. And I wanted I wanted the person I had hurt to forgive me. And even though there was some risk in going to that person, we did. My parents with me. And she, a Christian, forgave. Out loud. And with a hug. She probably does not know how that changed my life, among so many other things. How I realized that I could be forgiven for that, so I can, with that same grace and power, forgive others. That's what Easter is all about, sharing that forgiveness as you go forward. In Matthew chapter 10, there was another time when Jesus sent forth his disciples in his name. And he said, Freely you have received grace and forgiveness from the risen Lord, proven by Him. Freely you have received, now freely give. 